In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Ronnie. I'm also here and I'm Evan. I'm running naked through... I was going to say a school, but I can't say that. I'm running naked through... Yeah. Uh, I was going to then say my workplace, but I can't say that either. I'm running naked awkwardly and I'm Andy. You're running... Naked awkwardly in a place where it's legal for you to do that. But I was going to say, in there's my really house. no good place for adults to just run around naked. Um, it was uh, it was a hijinks, though. It wasn't a sex crime. That's true. It, it, is, it is a sex crime, regardless of your intentions, I think, well, unfortunately. I, I think the crime was done to this poor child. Oh, sure. Yeah. This is, that's a different situation. But if you are run, you, Andy are running around somewhere naked because you've chosen this, I think that does, in fact... Count as a sex crime, even if you had a perfectly good intentions. This is a terrible intro. You yeah. guys if, took my if you could tell from those from introductions. <laughs> Ending pending is a podcast where we uh, take a look at TV shows that have only lasted a single season. Uh, we are currently watching the NBC one season show Freaks and Geeks. Uh, but before that, I've got a bit for y'all. Ronnie's got the bit this time. I've got the bit. Uh-huh. How topsy-turvy, how novel, how give, unique. Give us your Ronnie, bit, Ronnie. Ronnie, feed us the bit. I want to hear uh, a story about your, uh, your, your best story about cheating in school, about your oh. academic disintegrity. Mm. Untegrity, as they call it. <laughs> Uh, I only, I, I definitely have cheated a little bit. I I have cheated in high school, but only very light cheating and only extremely conventionally. Like I have, I have glanced over someone's shoulder to see a multiple choice answer. Um, let someone copy your homework kind of thing. You know, that I never let anybody copy my homework because I didn't have any friends. No, no. (laughs) I mean, that's not totally true. By the time I got to high school, I was starting to accumulate some friends, but none of my friends, like, I lived out in the sticks, guys. I lived out in the middle of nowhere. I never had friends at my house, you know? Mm. I Like, we couldn't, like, we didn't just hang out after school and, like, do homework together and, like, copy each other's homework. Like, we, I, I didn't see other people once I went home. We were in the middle of nowhere. So, I cheated a ton. <laughs> uh i didn't in, know that but i saw it coming in college i i sold papers uh nice. if you got uh i would write the paper for you if you got a c uh it'd be 50 bucks if you got 50 uh, bucks for a c if you got c, c c's get degrees right i guess they do if if you got a b it was uh 70 bucks and if you got an a it was 80 bucks and if you got, if that's you a, got, that's a good hustle. If you got less than a C, I would give you your money back, and like there was like a deposit. Um, Doggy. I should have done that. Why didn't I do that? I, I can fart out papers like nobody's business. That's the. I, I guess. I guess that's where we we're all X-wing sitting. Miniatures. That's where we're all sitting. Where like I could just like 
just get a paper out last minute like nobody's business. I I guess that takes effort and I didn't have to. I could have just paid somebody smarter 50 bucks or I mean, <laughs> I say someone smarter, just someone with a hustle, which was somebody smarter. Let's be honest. Um, it would have I, I, I don't know that I would have spent that much, but maybe my 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 life would have taken a different trajectory if I would have just said, you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it to me. I, I probably stopped around sophomore year once classes got hard. Uh-huh. You know, but for like uh the like Christian worldview class, you know, like like a lot sure. of the like really low level, like everyone has to take these biblical studies classes. Like I was already a pro in Bible at that point. Like, yeah, I can I can shit out a paper on, you know, Psalm twenty three or God, your college creation creation explanation for you know this aspect of evolution. Like, like yeah, like I got your that. college experience was fundamentally different from mine. Yeah, like the Venn diagram of your college education and my college education is two separate circles <laughs> because like in in my freshman year, I was taking shit like um like biology for dietary science and like um you know management management information systems and you were in that class that, from from the movie God's Not Dead where your professor was like everyone just admit that God is dead which that Yeah, that's- every single every single one of my professors got up at the front of the class uh on the first day of school and went God is dead. Anyway, here this is here's, economics here's dietary 101. science. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't necessarily a cheating story, but I feel like it falls in that in that vein. Uh, probably the funniest story related to this was um, my my pal. Uh, his 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 name was Bender. It wasn't because he went on drinking benders. That was just his name. Uh, he was he was a cool rebel kid like me. And he was like, hey, like, Andy, like, I, I got to talk to you in my dorm room. And I was like, oh, like, hey, like, is everything cool? And he's like, no, it's like real important. Like, like, I really got to talk to you. And I was like, oh, well, like, I was working on a thing. But like, yeah, yeah, what's up? Because uh, I was a spiritual life director. So, you know, you guys would come to me with their spiritual problems, uh, mostly, you know, to talk about feeling bad for like touching a titty or looking at porn. Um, but he, he was like, yeah, come, come to my room. So I went to his room and like, I wasn't kind of like expecting this cause Bender was a cool kid. Like I was, um, and he was like, uh, sit down. And I was like, okay. And then he was like, look in my fridge. And I was like, the fuck? Okay. And I opened his fridge and all that was in there was a bunch of water bottles. And I was like, that's a bunch of water bottles. And he went, is it? And I was like, you dog, you had me. Uh, so we drank a bunch of uh, like really expensive vodka he had gotten and put in these water bottles and uh, were pretty drunk and having a good time. And then there was a knock on the door and it was uh, the RAs who were the only people who could get me in trouble. And uh, they were like, hey, like, Andy, it's time for a uh, leadership Bible study. Like we're really looking forward to the lesson you have prepared. And uh, Bender and I like look at each other uh, like we just saw uh, the Holy Spirit 
uh, coming for us. And uh, I taught a lesson on the fly. I gave like a, a solid 25 minute sermon. And uh, as I was leaving the room, three individuals came up to me and told me that it changed their lives and they heard God speaking through me. <laughs> and uh, I was like, damn, I'm going to be a good pastor someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny, funny how that works out, huh? It's all charisma, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the fruit of your uh, three olives. Um, the, the the spirit is known or whatever the bullshit is. Three olives is vodka. There's there's a um Levi Weaver song. Uh who I love Levi Weaver, he's a great artist. But he he in the song he talks about uh there's a line, I was drunk while I was preaching, still high while while believing or something. I was like, Yeah, that 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 sums it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it, Levi Weaver. I'm glad we have that in common, my guy. Very cool. Very cool. What it, Very what, cool in college. Such cool experience, college, you had. No. No, not really, <laughs> but um, I made do. Like, Liberty is such a mixed bag because it was uh, truly uh, horrific and fucked me up. But also, like, the, the, the experience of being able to, like, break rules mm-hmm. is, in fact, very fun. And, like, nowhere's got more rules than Liberty. Like, watching an R-rated movie is just a thing. But watching an R-rated movie, when it's against the rules, and you have to sneak it past people, that's great. Love that. Exhilarating. Yeah. And horniifying. Kissing uh, a girl is fine. But kissing a girl when it's against the rules? <laughs> Kissing a boy when it's doubly against the rules, like <laughs> so sometimes, yeah. rules. Sometimes uh, I wonder if this is perhaps why you are gay. It's just that you love breaking rules. I so love much. breaking rules so <laughs> much that that the Christians were like, "You are not allowed to do butt stuff." And I was like, "Try me." <laughs> no, it's because I love you. I know. I know you love me so much. <laughs> I do. Ronnie, I'm irresistible. You are. Ronnie, what's your cheating story? Uh, I'm going to go a little bit to the other end of the spectrum. Um, I pulled a little bit of a James Franco where I, uh, uh, let's take this back to third grade. Um, I was, there was, there was timed math tests. They were just like multiplications and stuff like that. And, uh, I was, it was like letters A through like L and every, once you like progressed, you would go to the next letter. And I was only one in the class that was still on A. Um, cause math is, I don't know if you guys know this math sucks. Math is so awful. And I believed it and I still do. And, uh, it's, it was the same test every day because I was on the same freaking letter. And so I hid uh, an old test underneath my pencil box, my space maker pencil box. And mm. when it was time to to do the test, I just scooted that little bad boy out and n- recognized where I did the bad stuff and corrected it. And uh, as I said, I had never completed one of these time tests. 
And about three seconds into this timed test, I sprung out of my chair saying, I'm finished, because that's how you would say you're finished. And my third grade teacher said, hmm, that's fishy. That's a little fishy. <laughs> You've never done it before. And all of a sudden you're done before everybody else. Um, and she was a terrible teacher. And she made me do the whole, like, came up to the front of the class and was like, what did you, who are you cheating when you cheat? And I had to say myself. Um, she's a huge bitch. And... Uh, it's probably why I didn't cheat too much in the future. I would have, oh my goodness, I would have, uh, Kirsten, I was in her, um, math class, her, uh, pre-calculus class, trigonometry, and she would let me copy all of the homework, but she would not let me copy off the test. So I failed that class, or got a D in that class, didn't quite fail, because I had that good, good homework grade. Um. But yeah, that 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 stuck with me for a long time. Having a bad I, bad teacher. I only had one math class in college, and uh, I I was doing very bad in it because I'm not good at math. And I told the teacher that she was hindering the work of the Lord by uh, giving me bad grades because I was destined for the ministry. <laughs> Gotta see that. Hey, as we've covered, <laughs> I guess your degrees. But fuck that teacher, Ronnie. She was mean. She and was cruel. so horrible. She was so she was she hated me. And I don't know why. I never did nothing to her. I was a good I was if you if you have a picture in your head of Ronnie as like a third grader and how like just completely blameless and angelic he was, you do not even know the half of it. <laughs> I was I was a bless you. Thank you. Um I was aggressively, aggressively a goody two shoes. I don't know what I don't know what her problem was, but she didn't like me, and I know, still don't like math because of her. Who knows? I could be a famous mathematician, but uh, Miss Felcher, you fucked me over. Uh, Sorry, that was a shitty bit. No, that wasn't a shitty bit. That was a very fun bit. Uh, I got to talk about uh, cheating, and you got to talk about your shitty teacher, and Evan got to talk about not having any friends. Yeah, (laughs) I got to talk about how cool I was. All in all, (laughs) excellent things to remember. Yeah, Um, you brought up trauma, Evan brought up trauma, and I was like, I skateboarded and was (laughs) cool. (laughs) I flipped the bird to everybody I saw, and then said that it was for the kingdom. Um, I'm remembering more cheating stories now, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, what a can of worms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than third grade, I never really got caught, so it's n- nothing's really, like, sticks out. Yeah, I, I never got caught cheating, like I said, because I cheated in only the most casual and boring ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had a, a geometry teacher in high school who uh, would not check everyone's homework each time. She would use a random number generator. And if your number came, like, you know, all the desks had numbers, and she would use a random number generator. And if your number came up, you had to go up and show her your work. And she didn't, like, check if it was correct or not. She just checked for completion. Uh, So there were several times when I did not do the homework, but there were problems from other homeworks that looked similar enough that because I had done it all in pencil, I could go back and artfully erase like 
the page and the the problem numbers and just write in that week's page and problem mm. numbers. So, um, yeah, I did that a couple of times and I got away with it every time. So I have to imagine other people were getting away with that, too. I think education is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Especially, well, I'll say this, mathematics education is bullshit. I'll say this. It teaches you, like, the only thing you need to learn from high school is how to work a system. That's it. But that that's sucks. the only thing you got to learn. It does. I would have liked to learn like better stuff, not like sure. better calculus stuff, but better stuff to like prepare me for life. Yeah, but, like how to do your taxes, maybe. Maybe they should have taught us that in high school. I would have rather yeah, them teach me how to nice. burn down a system. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. Now I'm Let's sad again. Let's talk well, about this show. Let's talk about this show. We watched three episodes of uh, Freaks and Geeks. We barely mentioned it. There was a cheating thing in the in one of the episodes. This is why this is all relevant. Um, uh, Evan? Yes, Ronnie. Do you, do you want to recap these? No, I don't. <gasps> you don't? I don't. Well, who, who's going to recap them then? I made Andy do it. I'll do it. <gasps> I'll take the recap to Mordor. Oh, it's not the, <laughs> the hero we needed. Just not the one, the hero we have, not just the one we have, right? Whatever it is. You're a, you're our hero. Yeah. Evan's having a bad day, and Andy, because they love me, very chivalrously offered to do the recap for me so I didn't have to do too much brain stuff before the recording session. And Andy did it because they love me, and it's that's beautiful. Not to sound like a dick, but I put the same amount of effort into these recaps that I do preparing the bits for the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> uh, which is not very much. Uh, so we covered three episodes. We covered episodes four, five, and six. I do not have the title names. Uh, look it up yourself. Uh, episode four was about um uh busy phillips but you see phillips bussy phillips busy phillips busy phillips is like hey even though i've been like a total unreasonable bitch to you hawkeye's wife linda cardinelli <laughs> uh i need you to do me a solid and have dinner with me and my parents and uh, Linda Carta Cardinelli Cardellini. Yeah, Cardellini. It makes me so is, sad when you when you do this to Linda Cardellini. Keep going. Is like is like. Look, you've been a total unreasonable bitch to me, but yeah, I'm just like a good dude. So sure, I'll come to dinner with you and your parents. Uh, it's weird, but she goes. And uh, when they're pulling up, she's like, oh, by the way, uh, I've been telling my parents we're best friends and we hang out every Friday night and your family's super rich and cool and you're super smart and you like me. And here's like all this shit. And like, oh, by the way, um, like, don't fuck this up or they're going to take my car away. And she's like, OK, like this is bonkers, but sure. And uh, the dinner is uh, a shit show, as expected, uh, because all the lies come out. And it turns out that her parents are super shitty 
Anyway, they like dip out of there and they see um uh James Franco uh getting his fingers sucked by uh the chick that Jim Halpert dated when he got transferred. Rashida Jones. Yeah, Rashida Jones. I mean, uh, is sucking uh, James Franco's fingies. Your pool is the office instead of Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, Parks and Rec. She is in Parks and Rec. Yeah, Yeah. she's She's Ann Perkins. She has a much bigger part in Parks and Rec. (laughs) Uh, Ann Perkins. Uh, anyway, Ann Perkins is sucking off James Franco's fingies just in public, like a couple of perverts, and uh. Uh, Busy has a meltdown. They go back to uh, Linda's house and uh, it's just like uh, in the book, The Hobbit, not the shitty movies, when like dwarves keep, like like one and two dwarves keep showing up and like stressing uh, Bilbo out more and more and more. Or when they, they do it to uh, Bjorn the Bear Man and they send one or two people at a time. Uh, like, more and more people from this friend group keep showing up in, like, more distressing ways. And it's just a, a big, uh, a big shit show. Uh, Busy and Frankie get back together. Uh, Busy uh, says that she's not going to pick on uh, little old John Francis Daly no more. And uh, she gets revenge on Rashida Jones by uh, writing slut on her locker. There is, like, a B-plot with uh, little John Francis Daly and uh, Sam Levine and uh, Martin Starr, but it's not really important. They're, like, getting picked on by Rashida Jones. Mm-hmm. That's Ever, evergreen statement there. Yeah. Uh, Rashida Jones is great in this episode mm-hmm. uh, as a bully. Uh, she's very fun and scary and convincing, but, like, the, the, the B-plot is nothing. Uh, the second episode, uh, episode four, is... Um, a sex ed episode for the B plot with the nerd kids and they heard like uh, an inappropriate joke and they didn't understand it and everyone they asked who's like will you explain it to me is like no and like I understand it because I'm a cool older kid or like I'm a cool kid who's the same age but like I'm not going to take the time to explain it to you and um what is the A plot the A plot uh, is the test, is the, the cheating on the oh, test. Oh, the cheating test. This, this, this was, episode this... is called uh, Tests and Breasts. Oh, perfect. Yeah. They go, they go uh, back to their breasts. form. Yeah. Uh, tests and Breasts. Um, James Franco is failing school because he's a jackass. And um, uh, Linda Cardellini is hot for him. And so she's like, I'm going to tutor you. And uh, you're going to pass. And he's like, what if I just smoked a bunch of pot and gave your brother a porno because he (laughs) wants to know about uh, titties? And she's like, that's weird, but okay. I think you're cute. So, yeah, we can go with this. Um, And then she like feels bad because he like he ends up cheating off her and. Or she helps him cheat and do the test, and then she feels bad, and, like, like an idiot, he he gave himself an A. Like, 
Yes. My God. This yeah. was rookie mistake, man. This was Come a on. third grade run. I forgot to mention that. This was a third grade Ronnie move. You stood up yeah. immediately when you've never done anything better than a failing grade. Can't all you had all you had to do was give yourself a C minus. That's the only grade you needed. You just needed to not fail. And that would have been uh believable somewhat. Um, but he didn't. He gave himself an A. The math teacher knows he cheated. And is like pressuring Linda to call him on it. And Linda feels really bad. And James Franco gives like this dumb speech about how he got told he was an idiot in third grade and felt bad. And Linda fell for it. So then she backs him again and helps him like cheat more. And then like it becomes this whole thing. And then he gives this. They get called in the principal's office or whatever. And like they're getting yelled at. And he gives the same speech again. And uh Linda just busts out laughing and, you know, is this a reference to something? Is that speech he get like, he's, he's quoting something, right? It feels a little bit like, uh, you want the truth. You can't handle the truth from uh, a few, a few good men or whatever, or whatever that, that isn't that military lawyer movie was Uh, famous, but it's, I think it's just because he does the same speech twice, like identically, that she just like loses it. Mm-hmm. Feels kind of breakfast clubby too. Yeah, my pops with his cigarettes. Smoke yeah. up, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does kind of like exactly that. like the yeah. speech from the breakfast. It's not the same speech, but it's got the vibe. Um, and John Francis Daly has like a heart to heart with the gym slash health teacher Biff, who like <laughs> is like this is this is not like according to the rules, but like I can tell that like you're not gonna get like good answers anywhere else, and like it's like as a responsible adult, I need to fill you in on some stuff. Um, And then the last episode was episode six, titled Episode Six, Return of the Jedi. And um, I watched it like an hour ago. Oh, boy, this is tough. The the recaps on this is tough. But if I had to guess what episode six was about, (laughs) it was about uh, some kids who are geeks and some kids. It was the, the president's. Fitness test, which is bullshit. Let's know you're wrong about. It. They do a whole thing on it, but um, yeah. Uh, the 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 John Francis Daly character is like not wanting to shower in gym class because he is uh, self conscious about himself, and uh, he's getting like. I mean, also on. just because who wouldn't be like who actually wants to shower in the school sure, showers? Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Public showers are bad. Mm-hmm. Um. And then uh, Linda Cardellini is like, hey, uh, Jason Siegel, uh, your band's pretty good. And I know that, like, this means a lot to you and your dad's giving you a lot of shit for, like, playing drums. Uh, I bet if you, like, really took it more seriously and practiced more, you'd really convince him that this is worthwhile. And Jason Siegel just becomes a maniac. And a real dick to all of his bandmates. So they break up and they all blame her. And she's like, how is it my fault? All I did was try and encourage him and tell him to like work hard at it. And uh, all of Jason Siegel's friends are assholes. And uh, she tries to get him an audition with a better band. But like 
it doesn't go great and he's feeling real down on himself and then they have a heart to heart and they smooch and then all of his friends are like oh you're cool because you got a girlfriend now and um housemate kim came home at that point and i uh, didn't really catch the last like four minutes <laughs> but um <laughs> Uh, Jason or John Francis Daly, uh, is like, I'm going to shower with the everyone. I'm going to stop being a weird, smelly little rat kid. And I'm going to shower after gym class and, uh, squints from the Sandlot. Who's like the bully character, uh, grabs him, rips his towel off. It's a Phantom Menace towel, by the way. I noticed uh, that, yeah. I had that same fucking Phantom Menace towel, and that is an inconsistency. Cinema Sense, bang. This show's <laughs> bad. That's a sin. Uh, this came out, is set in the early 90s, bang. Um, uh, or it's a time time travel. Hap- anyway, uh, they chuck him out, and then he has to run through the school naked, uh, which would be way more traumatizing than it's portrayed here. Uh, but... I guess maybe the nineties, that was a thing. Anywho, uh, uh, the, the, the kid, uh, who plays bass for the band is Goldberg from Mighty Ducks. And that's the end. That could also be like a cinnamon sense, cinema sense thing. I could be like, squints isn't a convincing bully because he was squints in the sandlot or that's Goldberg. And I recognize him from the Mighty Ducks and he, he should be a, a hockey, not in the ba- band. <laughs> I'm just going to say things and say it's a sin. Say it. Say it. Sense. Say it. Say it. We watched three episodes of uh, Freaks and Geeks and Evan. It's time for you to say it. Uh, did these episodes work for you? Um, You know what? I thought they were all right. I'm going to say yeah again. All right. All right. All right. Hey, Andy. Yeah, Ronnie. These three episodes of Freaks and Geeks, did they work for you? I don't know, man. What are we doing here? We just arbitrarily assign if something works or doesn't work and like Yeah. What does it mean? What does it matter? What I mean, you know. Having an existential crisis. It was fine. fine. Sure. Like it's it's a fine show. I I I like all the actors. That's the fun. Like, do I care about the story? Yeah. No, I don't care about the the B plot ever. I just don't. Uh, but like, it's it's fun being like, oh, like, look at little uh, little uh, James Franco. He's like kind of an ass. He's kind of like a James Dean kind of like asshole character in this. That's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. And like, look, it's it's uh it's uh. Linda Carter is she's oh, she's, uh, she's a Wonder me. Woman. It makes, she's here. It makes my she's, body she's, hurt. She's wearing like an oversized jacket and like she's having a good time or something and like it's fine. I don't know. It's a fine. It's fine. It works. It's fine. That was a lot of words to say. It's it it works. It's fine. I gotta smoke pot and watch this. I feel like I feel like this is a really yeah, good. Yeah, you said that and then you did it. <laughs> no, we said that for pushing daisies. Oh right, right. Which right. would have been dope mm-hmm. high, but like this, I like. Sure, it's fine. It's a fine show. Ronnie, hey, yeah. Does this show work for you, buddy? I don't 
think so. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I just, the B-plot's always bad. And it's not really, like, serialized. Like, things don't seem to matter one episode to the next, so there's not really an overarching plot. I don't, I just, I will say this. So let's, let's, let's. That was the 90s, though. Like that yeah, was just TV. I know, I know. I, that, which is which, which shows my biases a little bit. Um, I couldn't record. You know, like you had to watch it live, or you never saw it. Right, so. right. I'll, I'll 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 knock that off my list. But that being said, um, yeah, no, I'm just it's there's not enough going on with the freaks uh, to warrant it being good. But it's 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 getting there. I think it's getting there. First of all, we'll jump right into what's working. Performances were significantly better in these three yeah. episodes. They really settled into these characters a lot more. Mm-hmm. All yeah, across I agree. the board. Uh, can I just say also, the music slaps. Yeah. They don't have songs in there all the time, but when they do, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, oh, this is a good song. Appreciated that. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have, like, music is not like a staple of it the way it was in, in some of the other shows of the era that we yeah. watched. But uh, but yeah, certainly, certainly uh, comes into play and, and gives you a little little juice. I I did really like the 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 band drama. Uh, I had numerous friends in high school who were part of like garage bands and like we're always getting ready for like a battle of bands. And like I was not very musically gifted, but like I would hang out while they practiced and like shoot the shit and like go see their shows. And so that was like really fun. Uh, I did not particularly enjoy how like everyone was kind of remarkably unlikable in that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was not great. Um, to give just one more rapid fire positive from that episode when, um, uh, Linda Cardellani. Close. That's as close as you've gotten so far. Uh, when when she was like the the whatchamacallit had to practice name of song here uh, more than once and Seth Rogen is like giving her shit about breaking up the band and he's like pedantic response and she's like what? And he's like the name of the song was pedantic what like like yeah. he's just being like a shit and focused on like completely arbitrary thing that she got wrong the, in it her was, statement she she called the, the who song teenage wasteland yeah thank uh, you when the song is baba o'reilly and he like totally like mansplains like it's baba o'reilly from she's the like, album what are you talking who's about? next yeah and it was just like wow if that wasn't every boy in high school mm mm-hmm. mhm if that wasn't every boy in high school, anytime, uh, you know, a woman said anything. Um, it, it was just really good writing. Uh, that was the the best Seth Rogen has acted in this show yet. And uh, Linda really sells her frustration. Mm-hmm. I thought the uh, the episode with with Kim, the the character who. Uh, the, I don't remember. Is he Phillips? His name was Busy. Yeah, yeah. Busy Phillips. Andy threw me off by uh, I was only using the actors' names for certain actors, and Andy <laughs> just used the actors' name for all the actors. I will say this: uh, I did, I did learn about Nick and Daniel and Kim uh, this episode. I, I did learn their names, but 
to to Andy's credit, it is very inconsequential. It does not matter. You're much better off knowing James Franco. That episode was really bizarre in a way that I found really funny. Um, Yeah. Because, like, just the way um, uh, uh, the character's name is Lindsay, right? Yes. The way that Lindsay's parents were behaving when Kim just, like, showed up at their house and, like, like, hunkered down there to, like, weather this strange series of events. It, it, w- it was very bizarre. Also, like, kind of incongruous with their weird, uh, like, very straight up and down personas to this point. Like, the dad famously did the, you know what happened to people who do drugs? They die! Do you know what happens to people who have premarital sex? They die! And then Kim, uh, who is this uh kind of she she just got in this like terrible fight with her parents who like seemed to be low key abusive and then she caught her boyfriend cheating and she turns up in their like at their house in this like very feral state and they just kind of don't know what to do so they let her stay and then she's like She's she's being a real weirdo, and then James Franco shows up and is a real weirdo, and it w- it was just a really weird plot. Jason Segel and Seth Rogen show up at various points mm-hmm. to like try and like vouch for James Franco. It's it's a whole thing. Yeah, it, it's just bizarre, and it it was definitely funny, and it definitely held my attention more so than the other two episodes, just for the sheer like unhingedness of it. So. I genuinely liked that episode, weird though it was. The, yeah, I, the, it was, I get very, and the, that's why I get, I don't know, maybe that's what some of these shows have on me as far as, like, why I don't like them. I find the um, parents who just, like, do not understand but are, like, comically so, I get really, really frustrated with that like aesthetic and that dynamic. Um, and so there's not a single good adult in this show. No, except for maybe the gym teacher. I was going to say secret best adult in the show is Biff. How the F did that happen? Um, I have more to say about that in a second. I'll get back into that. Um, but them like, so I was like kind of frustrated with the show, them like escaping the house and then like hopping in the car and, and driving away. It was that was exciting. I was I was I was very much here for that level of just like intensity and then using said car to try and kill James Franco. Um, mm-hmm. All all very good stuff. Yeah, I, I also liked that scene with the gym teacher. Uh, we, so good. Yeah, for a minute, we were a little bit disconcerted because some of the so what happened was um Sam, who's Lindsay's little brother, uh, like, is... I, I forget why he approaches the gym teacher, but the, the gym, gym teacher approaches him well, because there was anonymous, uh, like, question thing in sex ed, which, like, happens every sex ed class. Not in my sex ed. And, anyway. um, uh, the, the teacher comes up to him after class and is like, hey, can we talk for a second? And, uh, Sam is like, sure. And he's like, uh... You asked some disconcerting 
questions in the, you know, with the thing. And Sam is like, well, I thought it was anonymous. How would you know which one I wrote? And he goes, only one kid in class has a Star Trek notepad. Uh, <laughs> it's very good. But the, the, the kid had just watched uh, some like hardcore porn from James Franco and was clearly like emotionally distraught by the things he had seen in it. Uh, anyway, so the the gym teacher like sort of takes him into his office and is like, hey, this is stuff that is not part of the curriculum and like I'm going to get in trouble for telling you. So please don't tell anybody that we had this conversation. But let me like explain to you, you know, how sex and human bodies and human relationships actually work. And then it does this thing where it like, you know, it shows them sort of behind the camera is like outside the window in the, um, the gym teacher's office. And you're kind of seeing him gesticulate and like seeing his mouth move and like seeing Sam's reaction, but you're not like hearing any of the words he's saying. And we like squinted a little bit because some of the like, gesticulating he was doing was clearly meant to be like very comical and we were like is this weird is he being a weirdo but no we landed on like that was a bit of a gag that they did with the like zoom out and the gesticulating but it does seem like he was he was genuinely being a good dude and having a healthy honest conversation with this young man about you know stuff that teenagers genuinely need to know and I, you know, it would be great if they were taught by adults in their lives as a matter of course, rather than clandestinely. Yeah. But yeah, it does genuinely seem to have been a good, healthy interaction where an adult was like candid with a young person about something that they were concerned about. And so like, it was good. It was a good, like, like you said, Ronnie, surprise best character, gym teacher explaining sex honestly to the the 14 year old this episode starts with uh biff gym teacher biff um calling uh sam sam who is uh the actor name and he can fill in here um uh i i, I saw the hulu uh it was <laughs> uh scrolling 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 john francis daly john francis daly uh this He's Biff calls him up to the front of the class to like, um, you know, annotate a uh, anatomy drawing of the female reproductive system of a diagram of the female reproductive system. And like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like it should be illegal to publicly shame students in this way. But also Biff was being very funny. I laughed out loud. He was like, so I'll point to where the cervix are. And Sam like, points to something on the diagram and he goes cervix say and i was like that's a very good surfing joke biff I'm he very- has perfected this comedy routine yeah. for years teaching uh sex ed it's very good um and then it ends with this and i was just i was i was blown away i was not expecting biff to be this much of like a good dude considering uh biffness the biffness of him um i i need to talk about the porno that they, that they engage in. Um, it's, they, of course they never show what it is. Um, and it's on film, like Like actual film. film. They have to use a projector for it. Um, Mm -hmm. and 
Sam Levine's character is like super into it. Um, John Francis Daly and Martin Starr are not about it. They feel very uncomfortable, which is understandable. Like I like if you get exposed to porn at the wrong time at a, at, at the at the wrong age, it can like m- really mess you up. Um, I I was I, but I don't. The reaction to it is one of like. Like something happened in this porno when 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 he talks to Biff later on, he's like, those kind of things don't actually happen. And like, believe me, if that's how it really was, I'd be scared, too. And it's like, what was on this? Like, this is not just like is James Franco. Exactly. It's like this was not just like they saw a boob and they were like, oh, no, now I'm I'm torn. I'm traumatized. This was like something happened. The only like. My my first my best guess is just like tentacle dicks. Um, I don't know if they had the technology at that point, but the, it's that level of just like they saw something and are like greatly disturbed. By, unless it was like puppetry of the penis, or I don't I don't know what there what was it a could really be. There was a really funny interview with the actor who played uh, Daddy Lannister, Tywin Tywin Lannister from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, where they like asked him like you know, you're, you're a pretty well-regarded actor. You've been in the, the, you know, the game for so long. Like, what do you feel about being on a show that has such graphic, uh, nudity and sex, sex scenes and stuff. And, uh, I don't remember exactly what he said, but his response was along the lines of like, Oh, I don't really mind. It's, uh, I find it very reminiscent. And then he gave a very specific porn genre of like, 1968 like german dungeon porn like coming out of uh like belfast and it was like wait what like tywin lannister actor like you just pulled that like genre like that deep cut genre of porn just like out of your ass and uh i'm assuming it was probably that shit i guess so it it just it it didn't (laughs) it didn't dig into it and i was i was concerned uh, it, it was, it was not, a not, not how I, uh, expected the episode to go. Um, but I'm glad that Biff was a good dude and did good um, dude things. I will say that like those conversations need to happen with people like with kids about sexuality. When I was at Liberty, I had a kid in my prayer group. He was 18 years old and he did not know what a vagina was. Mm-hmm. To be fair, in, in the strictest sense, there are many adults who think they know what a vagina is and, and do not know yeah. what a vagina is. Uh, I don't know if I've ever told that story on this podcast, but uh, the word vagina came up and he was like, what's that? And everyone kind of chuckled and told him it was a wild dog in Australia. And he said, I bet that's fun to hunt. And everyone laughed more and said, sure thing, Joel. And uh, I found out about it and was like, you three assholes who were making fun of him are coming with me. We're sitting down and having a sex ed class. And I gave a sex ed class in my prayer group that night. Good. Because, like, Good it's... Good friend. It, it's it's fucking bonkers that you can go through... I mean, he was homeschooled his whole life by, like, crazy evangelicals. Uh, but, like, you could go through high school and still not get, like, a decent understanding of what the fuck sex is. 
I certainly didn't. I had to learn everything from the internet. Look how I turned out. I had a very awkward car ride with my mom all the way to the deli. <laughs> I just pretended like I knew what stuff was because I knew if I like admitted I didn't, I would probably get laughed at. And then like eventually I just kind of like, you know, like Sherlock Holmes finding clues, like eventually deducted enough of the details uh, to then clumsily uh, stumble my way along the rest of the way. Mm-mm. You you did it wrong. The important thing is to get made fun of, to have people laugh at you, and then also have your mom explain it in the car all the way to the deli. You get you get the worst of all the worlds. <laughs> I, I I figured out enough to uh, clumsily do some over the pants hand stuff during Underworld <laughs> Two. I think I, I think I I think I did all right for myself. Oh, the callbacks, the callbacks. Yeah, the callbacks. <laughs> if you just came in on this episode, what are you doing? You don't even get the joke. Ronnie, will insert the joke right here. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do it, Ronnie? On did the I other do it? Side? No. Did, go did, back did and listen to our last episode. We did the downloads. Oh, don't make Ronnie do editing work. Oh, that's true. I shouldn't make Ronnie do editing work. Um, I, like I said, I think the performances are better. Um, for sure. I think that Sam Levine, as far as we don't like the geek, Sam Levine is still a very compelling character. Um, he's a good actor. He's good. He's very good. Um, he really sits in this part. Well, does not feel like a caricature, uh, but still is like very much still a geek. Um, uh, and, and, and I guess this is kind of a, I don't want to call this a negative, but, um, Andy, unless I'm mis- mistaking, you said that on, um, or maybe it was you, Evan, that there was a planned, uh, gay character on this show that they took out all the scenes where that was mentioned. And that was the math teacher mm-hmm. who we saw a lot more of in this episode. I'm, I'm bummed that they took that out because it would have been. I, I like the teacher was a dick. The teacher was a straight up asshole, but it would have been like interesting to have that character. I would have probably hated it if it was the nineties and the only gay character on TV was a huge asshole. Um, but from, from today's sensibilities, I would have, it would have been uh, interesting. It would have added a little bit more, uh, depth to his character. Um, and you know what? Gay people are allowed to be asshole teachers. It's, it's, they could, you know, to be fair, he was also kind of right. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. But he was he a was, dick bag. He was, he was, yeah, he was being a huge dick bag. Overworked, underpaid, kind of right. You're, you're sympathizing him with him too much here. You're he sympathizing was, he was, with he him. He's a real dick. About 16 years removed from high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, not 16. I, I'm sorry. You're not that old. Uh, yeah, not, not quite. Um, shit. I, I, oh, I will say that, uh, I have some more behind the scenes fun facts. Ooh. Uh, so you might have found it weird that the one geek character in all of the shirtless scenes is never seen shirtless. Uh, the tall one with the glasses. Yes. Harris. He is, uh, or I guess was super athletic. And they felt like he did not, like, look enough like a geek. And uh, they were constantly telling him to, like, the actor to, like, stop working out. 
Yeah, you talk about Martin like, Starr. Martin Starr wears a bathrobe around. Yeah, he wears a bathrobe in all of the all of the scenes where literally every other character is shirtless, but he's always seen in a bathrobe. Um, he was just too fucking jacked. <laughs> uh, they were planning. I read an interview for like what they were planning for each of the characters in season two. Uh, his uh path was going to be to become like really invested in sports. Uh, because the actor was already like ripped and like working out a lot, and they were like, "We just can't keep saying that this buff teenager is a geek." Um. So yeah, that was uh what they were planning on doing with him season two, and I just thought it was really funny that he is always seen in a bathrobe. Um, I I love the very uh, mid-century meals that uh, Lindsay and Sam's mom makes. Uh, we in The very first episode, we see some meatloaf, which is, you know, everyone makes a little meatloaf every now and then. But then she's making veal piccata, which, like, nobody's made that uh, since they've ever made the second meal. Chicken a la king? No one's ever made chicken a la king. Not in this decade, two decades past. Uh, I just love, love a good, uh, like, forcing the name of the meal. Yeah, you haven't eaten any of your chicken a la king. That's a woman who is very proud of the fact that she made chicken a la king. The, uh, the tell your brother he has a beautiful body bit was very very relatable. That was very good. It's very good. Um... Are we we ready to talk about what didn't work? Uh, I mean a lot, but... Yeah. I'm trying to think. Any any juicy good nuggets uh, still still rattling around in my brain? I like that the girls are friends now. It was really frustrating when, like, there were only two girls on the show and they hated each other. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of, like, inorganic. They're kind of of frenemies now or something. Yeah, it's very inconsistent. And, And that... And that's like kind of like, again, I understand that shows just don't do that, but that's like the consistency thing is just like all over the place. And it's like sometimes they're friends. Are they friends right now? Who who, like what? Like what are their what's their deal? I highly Um, suspect that they shuffled episodes around. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Uh, I, I will say that everyone being a dick is kind of how high school was. Yeah, but is that a show you want to watch? No, it's not. But like, like, it is. It does feel kind of genuine. Linda is kind of perfect. So but everyone around her being kind of like an asshole and like moody and unpredictable and just like blaming her for stuff that isn't her fault and like throwing emotional baggage on her does feel kind of like high school. It it's not necessarily great to view, right? But my my thing is that yes they are like good um like a dichotomy to like the world happening around them but they are also like have like the worst protagonist syndrome of like every everything revolves around them like not not only like the show does but like they seem to think that like whenever like Lindsay a couple of times in this in these episodes like has like her view of things challenged in a way that's like, like um, Busy Phillips' character is trying to explain to her that if she doesn't help, um, 
James Franco cheat, then he's just going to find somebody else to help him cheat. And Lindsay has this reaction of just like, oh, I thought I was special. I thought I was helping. And it's just like, that's that's not like he's going to do what he has to do to get through school. Like, it's just they all kind of have this very self-centered view, like Sam's whole like bully thing with Rashida Jones and, and Kim and like. Kim is like, do I even know who you are? And Sam's like, yeah, you're my enemy. And it's like, it's, it's, I understand that that is like kind of like a thing when you're in high school that like you feel like everything is happening to you and because of you. But it just kind of grates a little bit when it's just like when they're like the good kids, when it's like they actually are just kind of also kind of shitty in their own ways. Also, there's no other than Sam Levine and not even really then there's no audience surrogate for the for the geeks, for the young kids, which is why it feels so like such a slog to get through. Like you can feel for Linda Cardellini, you can feel for Jason Segal to some degree. Um, everyone else is kind of just like, you know, really uh, just thrown up there to, to play off of them. But there's no like outlet into the world of, of the geeks. And it's it's it's. Don't understand why they're here. I have no ground to point a finger at you, Ronnie. Um, but uh, it's Seagull. Seagull? Seagull. Yeah, Seagull is. is the action star. I know, yeah. I know. I, I know, I, I have no ground, I have no ground to point a finger at you. I get it wrong. But I'm glad no, after that whole good. big thing, that was what you decided <laughs> to respond to me with. Bit sin. Um, no, to, to your actual point though, with the geeks, uh, with this interview about what they were planning for season two, I'm just like, why the fuck didn't you do this in season one? Right. Uh, cause the one geek was going to become an athlete. Uh, Sam Levine was going to get super into debate. Sure. Which Excellent. like, you can already see the character like yes. kind of there. Cause he's also kind of a pedantic little shit. And then, um, uh, John Daly, uh, who plays Sam Weir, uh, was going to get really into show choir. Excellent. And the the plan was to have these three best friends who are all really geeky, like, get hyper-focused in, like, you know, kind of geeky interests. I guess sports isn't geeky. But then, like, try and keep their friendship together, even though they're joining different friend, like, groups and interests. Mm -hmm. And, like, Mm -hmm. can their geeky little friendship survive and i'm like well that sounds way more interesting than whatever the fuck that's compelling right now drama (laughs) yeah and also like they would be doing things like right now they they would have a personality whatsoever yeah right right now they just kind of like stumble around the things happening to them like they don't have any sort of agency I can't stand Sam. I cannot stand John Francis Daly's character at all. Com- like totally unrelatable, completely annoying. Like the the whole bit of the show is that he's supposed to appear younger and more squirrely than everyone else, but it's it's cut by the fact that he is literally just like a 9-year-old that stumbled into high school. I I I I'm so frustrated with his character. Well, like a lot of his issues are stuff that I did not experience in high school. And maybe this was like a very nineties thing, but I also feel like no kids in the nineties experienced it. Like I never watched porn with friends. That seems bizarre to me. Maybe it does happen, but like I 
porn seems like something you kind of do alone or maybe with a partner if you're both into that. Um, I uh, did not get bullied like that. Like, like there were maybe bullies in high school of like kids who were just kind of like more mean than other kids who were also mean. But like this sort of like getting thrown out of the locker room naked or what have you. That's that's bizarre that like I can't relate to to that sort of over the top like 80s movie bullying that he's dealing with or like someone writing like geek on his locker and he like all of his plots are just so extreme and kind of out there and even the stuff where like that is semi-relatable like being a young horny kid and not understanding like sex they still just kind of take it like super over the top with where it goes. A lot of those things did happen to me in, in high school and middle school and stuff. And like, it's just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to tell anyone how they should react to any, you know, uh, trauma. Cause, cause I was, I was a, uh, seemingly cishet male in, in high school. So, God knows I probably caused my fair share of trauma without realizing it, but it's just, it's like you said, it is, it is not so much that the situations are that much over the top, but the reactions are just like wildly inconsistent, strictly to move a plot along. Um, and, and it, it's, it's just, it's annoying and the character's annoying and I, I don't know the actor or what the actor's also been in, uh, but it was, it, I'm just annoyed. Yeah, yeah, he he is a very uh unrelatable protagonist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe and, don't make him the protagonist. I'd much rather have the story focus around Sam Levine. And like they could have had this character be just like a major background character until they were ready in season two to do more interesting stuff with them, mm-hmm. or they could have just done all the shit they had planned for season two. Now, like freshman year of high school is the perfect time to tell that story. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, any other negatives? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will, as, as a caveat to last episode, we did talk about how there were, uh, no, it was just a bunch of white people. Um, we did get, uh, Rashida Jones in here and, mm-hmm. um, uh, one of the bandmates, um, and also a, a, uh, a black guy that was just kind of like, a part of the scene, like was like eating lunch with them, but like <laughs> that, that like doesn't that doesn't count. It's, like, it's, it's it's weird, but like he was like Linda Cardellini was like leaning against him in the scene, and so it's like is this <laughs> is this a care is this like a part of the team? Like what is what are you doing here? It's, it does not count. I agree, but it was just like the fact that there were like so few uh, just non-white characters on this show, and one of them is just like right there in the shot and then just we never see him it's just like mm, this this sticks out a bit is 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 Gober from the mighty ducks uh not white 
Because in those movies, he's he's Italian. And so I just kind of assumed he was Italian. Uh, Wikipedia is just telling me that he's Jewish. Okay. Uh, there's a whole section on his legal issues. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Looks like that's the rest of the episode. <laughs> is Goldberg in the new uh the new reboot on Disney Plus? Not that I've noticed. Um, oh, I forgot he was in heavyweights. Heavyweights was great. Andy's just down a rabbit hole now. Andy's just going to be on this Wikipedia page. So that's super <laughs> <we> old. Can... <laughs> That's I okay maybe maybe I was wrong about that because I I thought thought maybe in 2017 yeah. he serves 150 days in Los Angeles County Jail for petty theft. Uh, he was released early because of overcrowding. He he only served 12 days out of his 150. Five days after he was released, he was arrested again for possession of a controlled substance, uh, methamphetamine, uh, and was sentenced to 90 days in jail. Uh, he was then arrested in 2018. Uh, he then was suspected of burglary uh, in 2020. Um... He, uh, as of September 10th, 2020, he's been sober for 230 days. There's a GoFundMe account to help raise money for his medical and sober living expenses. So if you're a big fan of Mighty Ducks or uh, Freaks and Geeks and you want to help, uh, what is his name? Sean, uh, Weiss. Sean Weiss. You want to help good old Sean Weiss out. Uh, he plays Sean in Freaks and Geeks as well. Uh, there, you know, go check out his GoFundMe. We're rooting for him. He's got a show called Why Not Weiss, um, which, oh no, oh no, it's only got right. one season. <laughs> <laughs> it's also only Uh-oh. got one actor, <laughs> and it's Sean Weiss. Um, who knows? Who knows what that's about? I'm going to click off of that page so it disappears from my brain immediately. I want to watch that Sherlock Holmes uh, horror show that just got canceled i I know that we're still we're still in the middle of freaks and geeks so this is uh this is not relevant yet but maybe it's bad i don't know but it's certainly weird and i love that i love a weird show love weird shit weird is good this show is not very weird i will say that no it's extremely ordinary i mean and that again that is me saying it from my my ivory tower here in 2021, it was maybe very revolutionary in 1999, um, but don't don't think it was as revolutionary maybe as Judd Apatow, the cast of Freaks and Geeks, or people who think it's revolutionary may think it was thought it was. Um, Gosh, I really wish we didn't have to take such a hard... I, I guess I don't have to, but I guess I don't have... I, we, I wish we didn't have to take such a hard stance against Freaks and Geeks on the internet. Um, people love this show. People on the really internet. like it. We are going to yeah. have some guests on who, like, I am, I am still... Like, I, I think this show has flaws. I think the show has a lot of potential. And there's a ton of episodes ahead of us. We are, we are not even close to the end of this. Um, 
so it could could really like uh get better uh but we are gonna have some guests on to discuss like what this show means to them and what um what we're missing you know what 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 i'm what i'm i'm sifting through here what wh- why am i throwing all this gold aside that's that's what we're uh gonna have some folks come on and, and talk to us about in the near future I'm excited. I'm excited to hear from people who this really uh, hit with. Uh, I I do think I see the appeal. Like, it's it's like watching. Um, I was gonna say Rumblefish, but that's not the one I want. Uh, the Outsiders, the old Outsiders movie. Sure. Where it's like, oh wow, like that's Charlie Sheen, and like, oh, I think that might be Tom Cruise, and like. Oh, that's the that's the fucking kid from Karate Kid, you know? Like that's <laughs> Yeah. Like that's the kind of the appeal of that movie. Um but that's not and, the appeal in 1999. No, no. So like I think the appeal of the show in 1999 was for like 90s reasons. Yeah. But uh watching it now or maybe even just still like really fondly remembering it. It's like, you know, a band's first album it, it might be kind of shitty, but then they've really hit it big. And so, like, if you listen to that first album when it had first come out before they hit it big, you might be like, oh, like, I remember back when the first album, no one listened to them. And, like, now they're huge. Yeah. Am I making sense? I don't know. Maybe it makes it makes sense. Like, you, like a lot of people will go back and, and, and assess, like, oh, this is what they were actually trying to do here with this record, even though it sounds like it's not that good. Here's what they were really trying to do. And I am always on the side of like, I think it was just a shitty first album. Like they get their, their future stuff could be good and their first album can just be trash. And that's that's growth. That's development. Um, I'm not saying that the show is, is trash. I'm not saying that. Um, although I, I have kind of I think I have said that um, all this whole time. But I think there's potential here and I want someone to tell me I'm wrong um, gently and kindly and in a way that protects my ego, which is important to me. Um, I do want to say that Why Not Weiss is only five episodes long, and they are all under 16 minutes. <laughs> don't do this. We can't do this. It would be the easiest <laughs> show in the world for us to cover. Uh, 15-minute episodes, only it's just five a film. episodes long. <laughs> Why is this a series? If, if, you're, if you're solo producing your, your, uh, your whole shit, unless it's, unless it's some kind of uh, formulaic, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. I feel like Sam Weiss could could like would could be listening and and could find us. And I don't. Hey, he loves the Phillies or the Flyers, baby. He was always rocking Philly Philly paraphernalia in the Mighty Ducks movies. Yeah, the fact that this this um, person who's been to prison is a big fan of the Broad Street Bullies doesn't make me feel much better about him finding us. Um, we will talk more about this show next week. Not. Not uh, why not Weiss. We will talk more about freaks and geeks next week. Oh, I'm um, gonna watch why not Weiss, and I'll report back. Okay, please, please do that. Um, I'm gonna forget. You will uh, watch it high. Uh, <laughs> you'll forget to forget to do it. Um, we are at uh, Twitter. We are on Twitter uh, at Pending Pod, and we are, of course, a part of the WTM. Radio family, that is where they may radio. That is ending pending, force friends rewatch, and fan fiction is good actually. 
Which, which if, comes you, out on Monday. You can get it Monday if you're anybody. But if you are too eager to listen to to get this good, good uh, fan fiction content, uh, you can hop on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash WTM radio. And episode one is already available for you to listen yeah. to. And download and share with your friends. Don't share with your friends. Not unless they've paid for it. Um, and uh, episodes will be hitting there. Uh, before they hit the the web, is that true, Evan? Is that is that the plan? Yes, I have I have uh more edited already, so they sure. will be going up on on Patreon early. At least the first three will be early access for patrons. Dope. After that, we shall see how fast <laughs> I can edit. <laughs> and there will also be uh, extra bonus episodes that are going up from that podcast specifically on to uh the patreon that is exclusive to the patreon so uh very cool stuff new stuff happening uh excellent stuff from force friends coming up excellent stuff from ending pending um lots of lots of great things uh check it out patreon.com slash wtm radio follow us on twitter uh where they may at where they may where they may may is off to a great start y'all where they may May is, is so good it's Hot. like if 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 a radio uh, that we sold during Where They May May um, got bit by a werewolf, it would be a Where Where They May radio radio Where They May May radio radio. Love it, tracking. <laughs> I'm, I'm following. <laughs> I'm just yeah, gonna keep yeah, adding I'm to picking it. up what you're putting yeah. down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Annie, what do we say at the end of these episodes? Stay in school. Yeah. Don't do, don't do drugs. Stay in school. Don't cheat. Well, you can cheat a little bit, but don't get caught. Actually, cheat a lot and get caught. It's a good life lesson. It is. No, learn, how to, learn how to cheat the systems that are designed to disenfranchise you. Where they may radio.